Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast and welcome back to the YouTube channel. This is the multi-dimensional journey and I'm your host, Aya Carr. I'm so excited to hop in today's topic with you, set and setting for optimal ayahuasca experiences. So excited to get into all the details today. And if you're new here, welcome. So glad you're here. And it would really help um, on the podcast. If you like this podcast, leave a rating or a review. And then on the YouTube channel, go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe. It just really, really helps me out and I really appreciate it. So I'm really excited for today's topic. So cultivating a set and creating our setting that we want, right, for optimal and safe trauma-informed ayahuasca experiences. So let's let's kind of go through some of these things. So number one, um, I'm, I'm a big believer, like the longer you can prepare, the better. You know, so so your ayahuasca preparation is is definitely not meant to be rushed. You know, you want to make sure you're really leaning into your dieta and your preparation commitments. I would say, I would say a good prep is one month. You know, that gives you a lot of time to be really reflective, to feel into the energy, to really slow down in other areas of life. Like maybe we're really involved in work or a project, and this really gives this signifies like the okayness to just kind of like let that stuff go a little bit let it fade in the background and like as that fades in the background like you know your intention comes more forward and a month kind of gives us like enough time for us to mentally prepare physically prepare through our nervous systems emotionally prepare like set a good intention take time to feel into those intentions um prepare our nervous system, all these different things. So yeah, so since food and the dieta is a huge part of the ayahuasca process, which I would say for any plant medicine and psychedelic, I really do think, you know, the ayahuasca dieta process, it could be like very healthily um, utilized in anything you're, you're practicing consciously because it really helps us focus on, you know, like detox, detoxifying, I can't talk, detoxifying our bodies by eating really simple foods, um, really getting deep into our mindfulness, our meditation, our breath work. It's just a month of self-love. I mean, if you really thought about it, it's just you loving on yourself more than maybe you usually would, you know, because you're really committed to this like unknown and potentially unpredictable, well, not potentially, this unpredictable experience that you're going to have. So, um, so yeah, we don't, we don't want to rush this process because when we, if we rush it, then, you know, it's like, did I really give myself enough time? I, I feel like I got to squeeze everything in. Um, I only did the diet for a week. I only got a couple meditation sessions in. Like it's, I know sometimes like people like the saying, like better to do it than to not do it. I would say that doesn't apply with ayahuasca. It's better to slow down, take your time schedule the set for when you've done a good prep because all of that's leading into what's actually going to come forward in the ayahuasca ceremony so really take your time to um yeah really commit to that preparation and doing the cold exposure doing the breathwork journeys really dialing in that nervous system really taking care of that mindset all the good things and it does pay off you know it really really it really does so some other things to think about um, is 
So optimal for optimal experiences, optimal ayahuasca experiences. So let's move a little bit to setting because we just kind of talked about set. Um, you really want to, so if you're a beginner listening to this, if you um, already have a center that you go to over and over again, so diff- this will land differently for different people. But essentially, you just want to really be selective and discerning when choosing where you're going to go. I, th- I think this is like, one of the it's like an underrated topic I, I have this in so many of my videos I talk about it all the time like we really want to feel comfortable where we're going feel comfortable feel safe make sure that whoever is advertising or facilitating these experiences that they have some serious training you know they they understand um ayahuasca and in my in my personal opinion beyond the shamanic framework that especially when helping modern westerners it's it's even better um when they have a trauma-informed framework that they understand trauma they're asking you questions about your trauma the facilitators are trauma-informed meaning they have experience in um just holding space for other people compassionately and um you know, co-regulating with somebody, breathing with them. This is really talking to when you're actually in the ayahuasca space. And it's, I think it's better yet to talk about what we don't want to see, which is like, you're on your own and shutting people down emotionally. And like, don't say that, don't feel that like that's re-traumatizing. Right. So we don't, we don't want to see any of that. We don't want to hear any of that. We want to make sure that, um, we're going to heal and grow and transform really big things and we need the space to hold it and make sure that wherever we're going can do that so we want to pre-vet you know alongside with like i said having the shamanic training we want to make sure they have some sort of training in trauma-informed psychology there's someone there that if you're deciding to travel outside of the country there's someone there that speaks your language and i would also say making sure there's not like a there's a balanced lens meaning it's not too heavy on the spiritual lens or the meta, like all you need to do is surrender, you know, let's, let's take a step further and let's like actually go and help people and show them before we go into ceremony together, let's remind them to use their breath. Here are your nervous system tools. Um, I often hear from people who come to work with me, you know, even after going to a certain retreats, like all sorts of things, but like, you know, there's a heavy spiritual lens that is not helpful, right? It's just not helpful for beginners. It's not helpful for a human being, right? There's, we're multifaceted, we're multi-layered. We need a balanced approach and it, not a cookie cutter one, essentially. So just making sure you're pre-vetting for these things, plus anything else that you, you personally prefer. When I have this, these conversations with my clients, you know, they ask me like, what do you recommend? And, or who do you recommend? What do you recommend? And more often than not, I'm like, the, I don't want to recommend somewhere to you because you, it has to feel good for you. You have to, it has to feel good in your nervous system. It has to be in alignment with your values and your preferences. So for me, personally, I, I really like working with one-on-one in the daytime with someone who is a modern Westerner just like me because they speak my language and culturally they can really understand you know some of the things i've been through and they also have a trauma-informed vocabulary and they know how to hold trauma-informed space 
you know, they know how to use reflective listening. Um, they're not pushing me into an experience I don't want to have. Um, all these different things. So these are my these are my preferences. And so you're allowed to have your preferences. What what feels safe for your nervous system? Because at the end of the day, ayahuasca, you know, if we were put to put non-ordinary states of consciousness on a spectrum, and like say here is a, I don't know, we'll just put Wim Hof over here, uh, even though it's maybe it's maybe it's somewhere over here. Um, or this was like mindfulness, and then like you got your Wim Hof, and then like ayahuasca is like way over here. It's it's a big experience. It has the potential to be a big experience. So we don't want to feel unsafe in those experiences. We don't want to be like, oh, I'm not too sure if I if I chose the right place. And I mean, so obviously, um, some anxiety is obviously normal, but you just, you want to feel as safe as possible. That's really important. Um, and of course, you know, you, you probably already guessed it if you've been listening to my podcast and my YouTube channels is for the most optimal experiences um, for set and setting, one that will transcend all of this, you know, say like, let's just pretend you didn't get a chance to do the best prep. You're not too sure about the setting. You know, you get there and you're like, Oh, this vibe is interesting. I'm not, I'm still, my nervous system is still figuring it out. The one step that I believe will transcend all of this is just dose slowly. You can even microdose, you know, by dosing slowly, you're not getting yourself in a situation that you, you can't get out of. You know, I, I really do believe this is this is one of the most, um, uh, I don't know what the word is, like greatest, one of the most greatest, that's <laughs> one, of, one of the best ways, there we go, one of the best ways that you can set yourself up for success, safeguard yourself from a chaotic experience, um, have more choice and agency um, over your experience and have the best set and setting is just make sure you go slow um, and say you're at a retreat, so you have multiple nights. Um, then that first night, you're just doing, uh, you're figuring you're, you're doing the acclimation dose. So you're just figuring, you're figuring out how am I going to acclimate to this? And then the second or the third night, you can decide what's best for you. And I say nighttime and I say multiple experiences because that's like a lot of what is out there right now. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can do one night, you can do it in the daytime you can essentially do whatever you want. You know, there's no one fixed way for ayahuasca to happen or occur. It's um, traditionally done in a certain context, but there's many fusions of it. There's many, many different ways. Um, So I encourage you to explore the way that you like it. That way you can understand yourself better. So going back though, just careful, gradual dose. That way that helps you you know, that allows you to build a relationship slowly with ayahuasca. And also it helps you to feel into your own responses and ensuring the intensity remains within your comfort zone. And it facilitates a more integrative and transformative experience. And I guess that's like one thing to say, you might be asking like, well, aren't I there to get out of my comfort zone? Well, I would say you already have by even showing up. So I think that's the other thing to reflect on too, is like sometimes we don't we think that the ayahuasca is the thing that is like the end all be all of getting out of our comfort zone. But the fact that you've even chosen to do this practice, that's a, that's a big deal. So make sure you take time to even celebrate that. And you know, the ayahuasca space, we do want to be in a comfort zone dose wise, because that comfort zone presents more novelty than the everyday reality, if that makes sense. So, but then from there, you can decide, you know, where do I want to go after you've acclimated and you kind of went in slowly, 
you have space to choose. That's, that's the most important thing. So I hope you guys like this podcast and this video on set and setting for optimal ayahuasca experiences. Please, um, you know, leave a rating, post in the comments. Would love to hear from you. Check out the links below. Check out all the workshops. Check out how to work with me. Um, check out how to sign up for my newsletter. All those great things. And I'll see you guys next time. Take care.